podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Uh, it's a point for Everton. Somehow, way, at Stamford Bridge. Managed to get over the line. Rafael Benitez uh, set up a team of misfits and youngsters. Goes to the European Champions and they've come away with a creditable and probably deserved 1-1 draw in the end, would you say, most for the way in which they battled for out there? Yeah, it's, I think Everton usually follow a, a pretty boring but predictable plot, um, which, negative as it has been recently, makes talking about them quite easy. Um, <laughs> having watched what feels like one of the weirder Everton games of, of recent times, it, it, it had that feel about it, didn't it? I think it, a, a lot of it was the the pre-game story of obviously Leicester at the weekend being called off and other football matches being called off. And it kind of felt as though we were just kind of floating through the last two hours of life and occasionally <laughs> Everton passed the ball, um, which I, I appreciate only happened, what, 40 times in the first <laughs> half. But I think it, it, will, it will bizarrely go down as one of those memorable games where I wouldn't quite reduce it to kind of dogs of war territory, which has been mentioned in in recent weeks in terms of having to go very much back to basics but it did have that sort of classic Everton backs to the wall against a a, a, a top four mm. side in the Premier League and I think the, the only major shock really was that I think we all collectively assumed that as soon as we went 1-0 down tonight, <laughs> that that would be it um, yeah. but fair play to them, they've managed to, to salvage something out of I'm not even going to say nothing because at times you looked at us and you thought we, we were pretty dangerous. Yeah, I think it's it was a weird one, wasn't it? And you're right, the whole thing was just a, a bit surreal because you're seeing lads there, you know, Ella Sims, obviously, is the, the main example. Brad, I've, I've heard about these. Brad Waits, another one, John Joe Kenny. And they are players who, you know, they're obviously all of various, stage, various stages of the development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them might go on to have a career at Everton, some of them might not. But it's almost like, I forgot these lads existed. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, particularly when it comes to Bramford and and Sims, we don't really know much about them as a player yet. So you sort of, while we've been going into games over the last few weeks, I've known what to expect. It was a bit like, well, you know, what have, what have you got, Jared Brantwaite? What have yeah. you got, uh, John Joe Kenny? What have you got, Alice Sims? And, and the same for Lewis Dobbin when he, when he came on as well. And, you know, all of them, in fairness, all of those youngsters, I think it's probably a good place to start. You know, could have been daunted there. There's, there's been a lot of buzz around the team recently. A lot of talk about them potentially coming in mm. and making an impact. And, it would be an honest, I think they were all thrown in there tonight on the proviso that we've got games coming up which we want to keep players fit for, we want to, you know, preserve legs for and obviously some other issues going on with injuries. But, you know, going away to the European champions and standing up in the way in which they all did, I think is is a great credit to them. And it's probably a reason why people have been saying, you know, let let's see these lads off the bench at least. Not every start mm. every week and Everton's best eleven, but you know, Give, give them an opportunity because clearly they're doing something right at a youth level to be held in such high regard and, and they all showed a bit of something tonight. Yeah, I mean, as much as we want to see these names and I think that the predominant argument over recent weeks is that if we're going to be if we're going to be relatively poor and if we're going to lose games and if we're going to be one of those Premier League teams that we really don't want to be, then let's learn something while we do it. Um, if nothing else tonight, we learn something about the young players that we've got. The young players absolutely learn something about not only themselves but football at the absolute highest level. 
uh, and the coaching staff learn things about about what these players can offer to the squad. Um, we know what we're going to see when these players come into the squad, and they're going to look raw. They're going to look a bit lost at times, which I think certainly Tyler Onyango when he was <laughs> he was asked to come on and just do something on the left hand side tonight, he certainly looked a little bit like that. But they're going to make innocence what on the face of it look like foolish mistakes because they are quite simply at the start of the career. Um, we even you look at someone like Ben Godfrey tonight who in my opinion look a bit flat footed and out of position possibly for Chelsea's goal. Yes, he's been part of the the senior setup for for long enough now to know that that is not good enough, but we are still looking at someone like him who was realistically signed last year to provide some competition in the back four as being a seasoned pro in this in this squad now and being someone who who has to carry young sides like that through games. So as as much as we accept those limitations that these players have, I think there was far more of the flip side tonight in terms of, in particular, the bright sparks from someone like Anthony Gordon, who I thought was one of Everton's best players tonight. Mm-hmm. Even you're looking at snippets of Lewis Dobbin in the last half hour, who was never really realistically going to get a meaningful kick of the ball but just gave you those glimmers of intelligence when he did get an opportunity to play a pass. He just unsettled him a bit, didn't he, with his, with his movement? The, his the occasional yeah. runs for inside the lines of the 18-yard box where you just thought, you know what, if Everton had a, a cultured attacking midfielder <laughs> who was capable of, of picking passes, and he wasn't the only one to get in, in yeah. good positions. We saw people like Abdoulaye Decore willing to break the lines in a game where realistically you wouldn't necessarily expect Everton midfielders to do that and as as much as that very much nearly led to our downfall with the way that we gave away Chelsea's goal you want to you see your players both young and old mm. being a little bit ambitious in these games what I liked about tonight is that as much as we weren't able to capitalize on it at exactly the right time there were spells in that second half where you thought we can we can smell opportunity yeah. and and Chelsea look like a team who had inherent levels of hesitation about them. And I think that that's something that Everton find very hard to instill in opposition teams. Mm. We always find a way to let teams off the hook. Um, do you know I didn't want the game to look like that. I wanted it to be one where we nicked the goal on on seventy minutes and then managed to ride it out, but. I think all all credit to everyone in the side, but in particular just the the sheer character of everyone to not only get yourselves back into the game, but not press the Everton button in the last ten <laughs> minutes and 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 totally crap our pants in a situation where you'd absolutely expect us to. Yeah, it it, it was mad because you know we were sort of sat here saying if, if you know Chelsea score with the the options we've got and the players on the bench, it's it's going to be really impossible for us to get back in. But, you know, their goal ultimately comes from Everton being a bit more ambitious. And yeah. there were a couple of times before that where Everton were ambitious and tried to get forward. Godfrey had a, a great run where he turned into a wing and caught inside, yeah. didn't he? And, you know, was close to getting a finger Wobie uh, in, in on goal. And then, but, but I think what was what was interesting was that because obviously our squad were down to the bare bones, but I think they had a few players out certainly in attack in the midfield who they'd usually call upon who, who weren't available. I mean, listen, the players they've got on the bench are ridiculous, but I think because it was just fringe players on the bench and, you know, both teams had two goalies on there, when it went 1-0, the, the game didn't really change because mm. it couldn't because you know, the personnel were practically yeah. the same, weren't they? And the same things that were happening for us before we scored, you know, just, just kept on happening. We kept getting opportunities on the counter-attack. You know, Gordon was carrying the ball and it was posing a threat all, all the way through and ultimately that's where the, the free kick comes from. And 
I think I think a large part of that, you know, obviously the midfielders and the forwards use the ball better um, tonight than they did against Crystal Palace and were able to get out that way. But I think Bramthwaite, and obviously coming on to talk about his defensive play and his goal, but in particular, I think just on the ball, his composure, just mm. for a young lad, that you know, we, we shouldn't be saying this about a lad who's, what, 19 years old still, yeah. um, you know, making his first start of the season. When we were penned in and when we were under pressure and when Chelsea were seemingly battering the door down, you know, go back, go back to Palace at the weekend and look at when Everton are under pressure, the decisions that people like Seamus Coleman and Mason Hogan yeah, made in yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, Bramford, there are only little moments here and there and it nearly got him into trouble actually at the end and when he stepped out with the ball, but just that ability to think, right, I'm not just going to lash this forward, I'm going to play a pass into midfield, I'm going to carry it myself a little bit, I'm going to take that extra touch just, just to calm things down, even though I'm under a bit of pressure. Mm. And that just sort of seemed to be, it wasn't the outlet, but it was the, the step towards the outlet, if you know what I mean. But he, he was excellent all around, wasn't he? And his goal was just, you know, the cherry on top, really, of a, a great performance for him and, and a fine finish as well. Yeah, absolutely. And We're talking about, you, you know, you, you referenced the Crystal Palace game there and the fact that, that senior pros weren't able to behave like that, but different echelons of quality tonight, isn't there? Yeah. And I, I appreciate that they've got players missing, and I think you're right in that. You know, what if if it is one nil and they've got players available, maybe someone like a Mount or a Ziyech isn't isn't playing at the start, and they they come on and and you know expand the game to the point where it's beyond Everton, but. We've how many of these situations have we had where oh, we've had no one to yeah. bring on? So you know what, ride the wave while we're on it. Um, yeah, Bramthwaite probably the pick of the bunch of of those lads, but it probably does a little bit of disservice to to Anthony Gordon, who ironically you're watching games like tonight, whereby yeah we we've obviously seen far too many Everton players whose squad numbers over fifty. <laughs> um, to but that that does make you look at Anthony Gordon in a in a slightly more productive in a slightly more mature way than yep. we would have done six weeks ago. Uh, and that that's credit to the way he carries himself on the pitch. I think there are times where you watch him and you see a, a yes, a willful and, you know, an, an ambitious player at times, but it, it's all a bit too plucky and, and all a little bit too just thrown together. Mm. And I think tonight it, it was a it really intelligent performance from what you need from a wide midfielder in a game like that, whereby, do you know what, I need you to go down early uh, every now and again. Yeah. I need you to be clever. I need you to retain the ball. And you, you need to be really effective when you do get into, into opportunities whereby when you saw him in the 18-yard box just after we pulled the goal back tonight and he's, he's running at whoever the the right of the the three was at the back Chalibre of Chelsea, point, was yeah, it? Yeah. Um, but that that's exactly where you need that lad, isn't it? Um, preying on hesitation and weakness in the defensive line, and I think he was absolutely fantastic tonight. And he, he's probably at that point. It's probably the first game I've watched him and thought you absolutely need to be part of the next game. Yeah. Um, in four months' time or whatever that is. Um, but on on that point, I think. The the worst spells and Godfrey was probably the best example of this tonight, whereby we we just look like a team who need a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Um. You probably would have said that before tonight, purely from a mental point of view, just because it feels like everything that's ever happened to a football team has happened in the last <laughs> few months. Um. But I think physically tonight, it was always going to be one of those games, regardless of personnel. But that 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 was probably the the opportunity for Chelsea was always going to come from a bit of fatigue in yeah. in our lineup tonight wasn't it but i think 
even even the lads who came on, even to a point where you you bring someone like Gabaman on, and again, you you're never gonna see the best of a player like that who we are told likes to be on the ball and you know can control yeah. the play from the middle of the park. Sometimes, to be really reductive, you just you just need players to come on and run the bollocks off, mm. uh, and I think to a man, everyone who started and came on tonight was. Was it a credit and absolutely did that? Yeah, and um, I think I think Gordon, you know, you, I think that moment you bring up there in regards to when he got him down the left hand side, I think that's that's where he needs to get to, isn't it? In his work on the ball, you know, that, yeah. when he got the ball there and drove uh, whoever you know Ed Chalaber, sorry, it was who was, was in that position. He looked like a confident player on yeah, the ball, yeah. and, and he's mm. doing that. But it was sometimes you see him and when things maybe aren't going well, he's not particularly having a good game. And he's a bit hesitant. He takes a bit too mm. many touch, touches. He doesn't drive forward as much, but I think that's that's absolutely the level he needs to get to from that that point of view. But just on on a couple of the, the senior players who who stood out as well, um, I think Michael Keane for the last twenty minutes, yeah. you know, was un- unbelievable. You know, in, you know, in that spell where Everton were trying to um, get the backs to the wall and, and get over the line with a point, he was just there for, for everything. And mm. I don't think there's ever going to be an issue of him playing in a back three and in that setup. But but Jordan Pickford as well, Moses, um, yeah, outstanding and. You know, I think if you're going to look back over the carnage of what has been a, a pretty miserable year for Everton, truth be told, um, you know, who knows, that might be the last game of, of, of this year in the Premier League with the way things are going, mm. who's knowing, but um, probably quite fitting in a way that, that, that he's, been, he's the player who stood out tonight and has probably been Everton's most consistent player over the course of, of the last 12 months. Yeah, I think the in particular the saves from, from Thiago Silva and the one from Mason Mount in the first half, they, they are opportunities for this game to totally run away yeah. with us, aren't they? I mean, if Mount scores in a first half where Everton have completed, what, 45 passes, <laughs> then we we are quite simply not even anywhere near ju- as jubilant as as we are with a point. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's just the nature of how our, our season's been over the last few weeks. But yeah, I think he was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, the, the shot-stopping potential of that lad has never really been in doubt. You know, I know there's been a, a couple of a couple of horror shows that, that have probably happened at a time where his confidence was at its lowest but you do slowly see that creeping back in now um it, do you know what? I, I mentioned confidence but it, you probably look back at the last two years and if you asked him he'd probably very he'd honestly answer that it's never really left yeah. him um it's just at times purely from a technical point of view his actual goalkeeping has not been up to scratch but the thing i like about tonight was the same things we said about gordon in terms of just managing small moments of the game and just having that little bit of maturity. Do you know what? It it might be feigning a a, a dead leg or a calf injury at the end, or <laughs> the just little stretch at the end was magnificent. Exactly, wasn't it? Yeah. anything that will that will take you know the the punch to stop a corner, which I know seems really minimalist to talk about as a as a progressive move from a goalkeeper, but they are the exact moments where he manages to to channel his inner lunatic at times <laughs> and give a corner away or punch it back into the eighteen yard box and. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and absolutely heap praise on him for doing the basics correctly, but that that's exactly what we've craved from a goalkeeper for the last few years now. In the times where he's looked a little bit unchained at times, Michael Keane just wants every football match to look like it yeah. did tonight. That that's his bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think he he probably struggles if you. I don't know if you you do throw a Havertz in at some point in the game or if he starts and, and as we've said you you are able to bring sort of trickier and quicker players on later Someone on like Werner would have been yeah, tonight, yeah and yeah. no doubt he'd have missed when he got in on goal but <laughs> yeah, he, he's exactly the type of player who causing problems but 
it the there were times in the game where I thought Chelsea looked really strong on the flanks, in particular in the first half. But with with every coming cross that came into the box and with Michael Keane's dominance in the second half, you found yourself watching the game almost willing the ball out yeah, wide. Yeah. Uh, if Chelsea wanted to put early crosses into the box, if it wasn't Bramthwaite blocking it as the ball came in from our left hand side, Michael Keane would clear it up in the middle. And and yeah, you can talk about you know Chelsea not having someone like Lukaku to to put quite as strong a challenge in as as we'd ordinarily face, but. I think all credit to Keane. And, and what I liked about all three of those those back three tonight is that when the ball did drop at their feet and they were afforded mm. one or two seconds on the ball, yeah, it, it got a little bit like this towards the end, but it wasn't always just the aimless lump mm. forward. It was trying to find Gordon out on the left. It was trying to find Decore through the middle. And there were times, genuinely, even going back to the end of the first half, where Decore would stride out of that midfield with the ball and you thought... We are we are Richarlison away here from causing yeah. real real issues. Uh, Dobbin offered a little bit more of that in in the second half with a little bit of mobility. And um, clearly, the endeavour is always going to be there from those younger players. But he looks like someone who's got re- bags and bags of not only pace but like intelligent pace as well. Knows when to press. Knows when to find good spaces. And as I say, we we were probably just a couple of gifted midfielders away from getting him in on goal, but. It it's just nice to to reflect on a performance where do you know what we haven't moved mountains in terms of yeah trying to identify a blueprint or what Everton are going to be like or what Rafael Benitez's team is meant to look like but sometimes you need to just go out and grind results out um, yeah. and it, it's it's nice you know what the last the last five minutes were always going to be like that but there was a there was a level of assuredness in that team tonight that I've not had in vastly more mm. senior Everton sides in recent weeks and it, it, it's nice now that we can probably you know what come back in what's it going to be two or three weeks we'll hopefully have a few more senior players together but I'll no longer look at the bench and look at some of those names who play tonight and think yeah you're making up the numbers yeah because they, they I think every young player needs that one game and I'm, I'm not saying it was totally transformative for every single one of them tonight but every one of them will look back at that and think, do you remember when we put that really good shift in? Me and all the other young lads who we, we've all come through with. This 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 can't be for Jared Bramthwaite what Chelsea away for Benny Benningham he was four yeah, years ago. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, there was a young lad who showed promise in a bit of a you know, team. We got, I think we got beat that night, didn't we, 2-1. Mm-hmm. And everyone came away going, you know, not ideal, not the, not the best performance in the world. Obviously, tonight was better, but... You know what? You know you played well that yeah. that young lad, and, and all of a sudden you sat there four years' time going, "What happened to him?" Yeah. You know, he looked he looked really good in, in that game against a really good side, and that that's how it's got to be for players like Bramfway's and and Dobbin and Alan Yango going mm. forward, isn't it? You know, it, this this has got to be something to build on now. And listen, maybe when all these players are back in a few weeks, the manager might just just bin them all off again. But I think that's a really important point to stress, like you said there. You know, if if Lewis Dobbin could come out against for the last thirty minutes against Chelsea. Against the back three of Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, yeah, yeah. and uh, Antonio Rudiger, and cause problems and, and you know knock them about a little bit. Then there's no reason why he can't do it in some other games yeah, as well. As much as that's down to each each individual player that we've mentioned, in in terms of you know young players coming through and taking their opportunity, I think majorly it just needs the bravery from from the coaching staff and in particular the manager to to be able to do that. I, I get that tonight is is more necessity than desire really in terms of throwing these lads in but they can only do so much on a training pitch they yeah. they need to be seasoned in 
90 minutes of Premier League football. And we've seen that Anthony Gordon is the epitome of that, whereby six weeks ago we're talking about a lad who looks like he's properly flagging after 50 yeah. minutes of football. I know we got to that stage tonight to the point where we had to, to hook him off. But the, there needs to be a faith and there needs to be a culture at Everton whereby this becomes one of those teams again whereby you are afforded opportunities at, at 17, 18 years old with the view to the fact that when you get to 21 and 22, you'll have four years of actual meaningful football behind you. Joe, I think we're, we're all ready to, to not send players out consistently on loan for four or five years, <laughs> give them the Matty Pennington treatment and then never see them ever again. As much as we don't want our starting eleven to look like this every single week, there has to be that that setup whereby all of these young players are not simply the lads who wear the bibs in training. Mm. That there, there has to be a point behind our entire youth setup, and we we've said that for not only the last few weeks because it's been brought to the limelight, but for the last few years as well. So it, it it's obviously it's fantastic to to get them in, but as you say with. There's plenty of precedent here to show that we are capable of wasting lessons <laughs> that, that we've learned yeah. tonight. So I hope, and I think if, if Premier League football is to continue for the next few weeks, the, the redeeming thing that we should be looking back on at the end of January is that we've got two or three lads who we look at as being really part of, of the key first-team setup. Yeah, and just to sort of wrap it up, obviously before the game tonight, those banners in the stadium saying mm-hmm. Billy has to go. Um, one say sack the board as well but you know on, on the manager he's had, he's had a lot of grief recently mate and I think you know obviously rightly so for some of the performances and yeah. the approach certainly at Palace at the, at the weekend but you know when when we were when Benitez came in and we were trying you know trying to get on board with the idea of him it's, it's those sorts of nights and those sorts of performances you have in mind wasn't it you know that yeah. that is the most organised Everton have looked in any game of football defensively all season you, mm-hmm. you could probably say against a, a quality opposition and you know they've had what four days to prepare for that. You know, they would have had Monday off, they put what three days on the training pitch if that. Um, you know, they come down to London today. Um I don't know if it's just sort of cobbled together and worked or they were yeah. just been drilling on the training pitch. But whatever whatever he did tonight and whatever he said to those players and, and you know, whatever happened in the build up to it, um, to come away with any kind of result there with with that side, I think he, he deserves it, you know, listen, long way back still of course. Yeah, but yeah. um that that is what that is what you should be getting from Rafael Benitez. You should be getting that base level in away games, but obviously you want to see a little bit more in some other games as well. well. Th- that's exactly the thing that we said after the Watford game, wasn't it? In terms of yeah. what we'd bought into here, in terms of you know structure and and defensive shape and everything that we've we've said Rafael Benitez as Everton should look like, we weren't getting, and and we've got that tonight. Do you know we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and flippantly change our mind about the manager on a on a game by game basis because. We've all collectively agreed that this this was not right at the start, and for the vast majority of the time, it's not looked right anyway. But I'm I'm getting to the point now where, in particular, on the back of Benitez's interview this week, where I I, I very much believe him when he says he spoke to Mashiri and he's got the full backing. Um, yes, the, there's been examples of that in the past where Mashiri's fired someone two weeks later, but there there does seem to be that thing about Benitez where. He's convincing to the point where I think Mashiri and, and Bill Kenwright are accepting of the fact that there has to be someone who comes in and 
kind of rides the the, yeah. the horrible wave. You know, all all the thing that that Benitez has said about there's problems that are existing in this football club that cannot be solved in five or six months time and that's not me kicking back here and saying you know what this, this is absolutely the right thing to do but if it's it's not the the ideal of what consistency should look like for <laughs> Everton but it, it is the only form of consistency that we've got on offer to us at the moment and the, the sheer chaotic nature of the season may well lend its hand to Everton here in terms of no one really being able to to get a foothold and, yeah. and, and pull away from us. And, you know, I, I don't even know what pulling away from Everton looks like at the moment because right now we don't, we don't really <laughs> stay, know what stay our still, aim is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really know what our aim is at the moment. I think we're, we're all still very much looking looking down and up. But they're, they're, they're certainly the performances that, as an Evertonian, regardless of the manager, you can buy into, isn't it? it it's, all of the, it's all of the intangible things that Everton, historically, when the football quality hasn't been there, we've been able to tap into. And it's got us results, but it's also, it's also gathered us some affinity with the fans as well. And, you know, so much has gone on recently between the fans, the board even, the players. There's been, there's been, there's been so much moody air around the football club. And just to see the lads going over at the end tonight, 3,000 brave and <laughs> mindless Evertonians who've gone down to London Tell on a what, Thursday night. If you listen to this on your way back tonight, get yourself a can. Absolutely Obviously, unless you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a can, get yourself a gin or whatever, you know, fair, fair fucks to you going down there tonight. But it, it looked it looked like a release for the players, yeah, didn't yeah, it? You know, yeah. people like... You can see, we've got the screen in front of us in the picture of, of Bramford celebrating with the, the players, you know, they're the best ones, aren't they? You Small know? things like yeah. Jordan Pickford legging over and lashing yeah. his... his his shirt in yeah. the crowd and not looking like all the players are terrified to go within 40 yards of the away <laughs> end it's, it's 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 whatever it has to look like at the moment yeah. we we want to see a team who goes and puts you know emphatic technical displays on but quite honestly at the moment if we want to prove that we're capable of being one of those teams who is knocking on the door of Europe and not and not looking over our shoulder at Wolves and Brentford and whoever may be behind us. Wolves are ahead of us, can't even believe <laughs> that. But that, that, that you, you have to earn the right to be able to do these things, especially when you haven't got the players available to be expansive and to be the type of football team that you need. It's it's nice to watch an Everton performance and just think, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this. Yeah, and for the first time in a while, watching some of those young players, you're thinking, you know, there's something there in the, yeah, fu- yeah. In the future to potentially get, get behind and get excited about. But um, no, we will leave it there. Um, who knows what our next instant reaction is going to be, of course, as we yeah. said. Um Leicester is postponed on Sunday. Uh, fingers crossed, things get back to normal again soon. But um, obviously in the meantime, tomorrow I'll be back with Blue in breakfast. All the usual stuff over and going into the weekend and into next week when we've got Burnley on Boxing Day, potentially, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, that's been it for tonight. Great point for the Blues, great performance from those young lads. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday night and your weekend. And we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.